Hello and welcome to the Most Accurate Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gelhar. The Most Accurate Podcast is proud to be presented by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has an all-new format for snake drafts, the Battle Royale. I'll give you a full rundown of this awesome new game type later in the show. In the meantime, download the Underdog Fantasy app and get ready to play. Today's intro song was the iconic and haunting score from the 1978 film Halloween, written and performed by John Carpenter, who also wrote and directed the film. Halloween is one of my favorite horror movies and uh, also one of my favorite horror film scores, so it felt fitting to bring us into today's episode, the last episode before Halloween, with a bit of a spooky soundtrack. Week 7 is in the books, and what a week it was. We mostly avoided massive injuries and were treated to a ton of amazing games that came right down to the wire. Let's hope Week 8 can live up to this high bar and not be a letdown, both on the field and in fantasy. As usual, be sure to check out my waiver wire watch column on 444.com, as that'll be the best place to get all of the info and deep targets to be had. That column is also where you can get the full rundown of well over 30 players I highlight for consideration on the Week 8 waiver wire. I will discuss quite a few of those players momentarily, but first, as always, the news. Browns wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. has suffered a torn ACL and is out for the rest of the season. Rashard Higgins, more on him later, will be one of the next guys up in the Browns passing offense. While we're in Cleveland, Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski reports that running back Nick Chubb could return from injured reserve in Week 10. This is still speculative and a few weeks away, but in the off chance Chubb was dropped in your league, perhaps you have thin benches or no IR spots, now would be the time to strike and scoop him up. Seahawks running back Chris Carson suffered a midfoot sprain against the Cardinals on Sunday night, but the belief right now is that the injury is not too serious. He's undergoing further testing, so keep an eye on the Seahawks injury reports this week. Cardinals running back Kenyon Drake injured a ligament in his ankle in that same game, and is expected to miss multiple weeks. The Cardinals have their bye in week 8, so we'll have to check back in after that to see if the team has an updated timetable for his return. Christian McCaffrey's return looks to be delayed another week, as the Panthers reported that star running back is a long shot to play on Thursday night against the Falcons. That means we get at least one more week of Mike Davis in a featured role, and he'll be looking to bounce back after a quiet game against the Saints. Broncos running back Philip Lindsay is in the concussion protocol. It's possible he could clear the protocol and be back for next week's game against the Chargers, but his progress will need to be monitored all week. Melvin Gordon will likely handle most of the backfield duties if Lindsay is out, with Royce Freeman mixing in here and there. Eagles wide receiver Jalen Ragover was activated from injured reserve where he landed earlier this year with a thumb injury. It's unclear if he'll return to the active game day roster yet, but he's worth picking up off waivers or keeping an eye on. That Eagles receiving core is still decimated with injuries after they likely lost to Sean Jackson for several more weeks uh, during last Thursday night's game against the Giants. And finally, Andy Dalton is in the concussion protocol, putting Dallas in a tricky position. Ben DiNucci took over after Dalton left Sunday's game. That's the first time I've ever heard of him, probably the same for you. And the Cowboys are rumored to be considered adding another quarterback. Either way, things have gone from bad to worse for the vaunted Cowboys wide receiving group, leaving a lot of us in distress. Wish I had better uh, analysis on that, but we kind of got to wait and see what happens there with Dallas. Anyways, you could ask me more questions about the Dallas wide receivers or other waiver wire start sit trade questions via our 4 for 4 Discord. This is a perk we've been doing all season for subscribers. You get a 4 for 4 subscription, you get access to our Discord server where you can ask questions, chat with other subscribers, and most importantly, pick the brains of the top 4 for 4 analysts like John Paulson, TJ Hernandez, Jennifer Aikens, Chris Allen, and yours truly. I host a weekly waiver wire AMA every Tuesday, either at 12 p.m. Eastern or 5 p.m. Eastern. So be sure to grab that 4 for 4 subscription, head to 444.com for more info on the Discord server, and come join the fun. Now, a quick reminder before we jump in, roster percentages are pulled from Yahoo Fantasy Leagues, and free agent budget recommendations are based on $100 season-long budgets. Each positional list of recommendations will be ranked from top priority to lowest priority. 
And with that out of the way, here are my top quarterback ads of the week. Teddy Bridgewater for the Panthers, 43% rostered. Baker Mayfield for the Browns, 32% rostered. And Jimmy Garoppolo for the 49ers, 30% rostered. Bridgewater delivered in a plus matchup this past week, tossing two touchdowns and 254 yards against the Saints. He gets another favorable matchup in Week 8 when the Panthers host the Falcons on Thursday Night Football. Bridgewater has now thrown multiple touchdown passes in three of his last four games, with that lone exception being a matchup against the Stingy Bears defense. I really like Bridgewater's upside to put up a ton of points here. Don't let Matt Stafford's kind of disappointing game in Week 7 deter you. For whatever reason, the Lions decided not to throw the ball against the suspect Falcons secondary. I think Bridgewater's one of the top streamers this week. He's available in over half of leagues. You can throw 3 to $5 of your budget at him and then have a solid starter. Just when fantasy managers were leaving Mayfield for dead, he responds with a career game, setting season highs in passing yards, 297, and touchdowns with a whopping five. Unfortunately, he was probably not started for many people. And doubly unfortunately, Odell Beckham Jr. is done for the year with a torn ACL. But Mayfield proves he can still move this offense without his top option. I really like Mayfield this week as a play against the Raiders, a team that can score a ton of points, but is also fond of letting others score a ton of points as well. Mayfield could fall into a shootout as uh, his secondary for the Browns is not great, and that Derek Carr-led offense uh, is, is pretty potent, as we've seen uh, in recent weeks. So I think Mayfield's a solid streamer. I wouldn't toss more than a dollar or two at him, though. And rounding out the quarterback recommendations this week is Jimmy G. He was kind of able to coast to a win over the Patriots. He threw for just 277 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. Though one is forgivable. It was on an end-of-a-half heave. It wasn't like that game against the Dolphins. Uh, next week won't be so easy for him, likely, to coast to a win, as he and the 49ers will have to keep pace with the high-octane Seahawks offense. The 49ers passing attack is getting healthier, although we got to wait and see what happened to Devo Samuel. Uh, but Brandon Ayuk is back. George Kittle is there. They've gotten some other pieces so I think Jimmy G is a sneaky streamer as he's going to offer a decent floor by just simply trying to keep pace with that Seahawks offense. We've seen what a lot of other quarterbacks have been able to do when they face the Seahawks. Kyler Murray just went berserk. Dak Prescott went crazy. Uh, a lot of quarterbacks have been able to have pseudo get-right games against the Seahawks defense, and Jimmy G might be next in line. All right, we all love snake drafts. We all love big prizes, but we don't all love big entry fees or multi-week contests. That's why Underdog Fantasy just released their all-new format for snake draft contests. It's called Battle Royale. In Battle Royale, you draft a one-week team like you normally would, but instead of competing against the other teams in your specific draft, you compete with teams from other drafts. This way, the pool, they pool together the prizes so they can offer you big tournament-style payouts while keeping the live snake draft format. If you think this is your week and you can draft the best team, you have to try Battle Royale. It's a really, really unique format. I'm interested to try it more. I was just kind of dipping my toes in the water, but it offers the big upside a normal snake draft can't with prizes that used to only be attainable in season-long or salary cap tournaments. The first Battle Royale is already up in the Underdog app and website. It's $5 to enter, has $25,000 prize pool, and pays out $5,000 to first. You guys really got to take advantage of this. Get in on it. Download the Underdog Fantasy app and get playing. Let's enjoy this fantasy season while we have it and make the most of it this year. So get the Underdog Fantasy app and join the Battle Royale. All right. Obviously, now that we're getting to the bigger positions, a reminder that there are way more players recommended in my waiver wire watch column, which you can find on 444.com. But here are some of my top running back recommendations of the week. Chase Edmonds for the Cardinals, 63% rostered. Giovanni Bernard for the Bengals, 59% rostered. Carlos Hyde for the Seahawks, 10% rostered. Joshua Kelly for the Chargers, 43% rostered. And then J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards of the Ravens at 54% rostered and 3% rostered, respectively. 
Now, odds are, I know, Edmonds is not available in your league, but I felt I'd be doing a disservice to potentially more casual players listening to this podcast if I didn't give him a little love. He has been a featured member of my Waiver Wire Watch column for weeks as he has outplayed Kenyon Drake for much of the season, especially in the passing game. Now with Drake, as I mentioned at the top of the show, suffering that ligament injury in his ankle, Edmonds is likely going to be the featured back or close to it for the next couple weeks. Again, the Cardinals are heading into their bye this weekend, but don't let that be a reason to not add Edmonds now. He should be the top priority this week, even though he's not going to be playable next week, because his value for the few weeks afterwards will be sky high. Similarly, Giovanni Bernard was also likely picked up in your league, probably by the guy who has Joe Mixon, as Mixon was trending towards not playing all week and then was declared inactive. But if Giovanni Bernard is still available, he's a solid add as Mixon remains week to week with a foot injury and might miss their week eight matchup against the Titans. Bernard filled in admirably last week, racking up 96 total yards and scoring a receiving touchdown. He'll be a mid-tier RB2 next week, so I would look to grab him if you can. As for Carlos Hyde, he scored a touchdown against the Cardinals uh, and carried the ball 15 times for 68 yards, uh, filling in for the injured Chris Carson. Carson has a a midfoot sprain. They don't believe it's serious, but it's possible they'll keep him out of week eight. That would put Carlos Hyde firmly in the mix as a starting caliber fantasy running back against the 49ers, even though that is a tougher, tougher matchup. Still, that Seahawks offense is a high scoring unit, as we've seen every week this year. So that puts Hyde in the mix. Uh, He's certainly somebody worth adding. I think I would throw uh, anywhere from $15 to $20 at him. And the same goes for Bernard and Edmonds as well. Coming a little farther down the list is Joshua Kelly, who was in our good graces in fantasy to start the season, then fell out. Now it looks like he's back. I don't really know what to make of this Chargers backfield just yet, but Kelly outtouched Justin Jackson uh, 17-10 to 10 against the Jags. Neither was able to get much going on the ground, uh, not racking up a ton of yards, but uh, Kelly was the preferred runner, out carrying Jackson 12-5. to 5. Both guys saw five passes as well. Uh, next week, they have to face a tough front seven against the Broncos, but then afterwards, Kelly and Justin Jackson get a bunch of favorable matchups against the Raiders, Dolphins, and Jets. So now might be the time to grab Kelly. He's worth somewhere between 10 to $15. And last but not least, I'm not thrilled with these pickups, but I think there's reason to be optimistic with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Uh, that Ravens backfield has just been a fantasy nightmare this year with all three of those guys, with Mark Ingram uh, splitting a ton of work. It's been really hard to parse out for fantasy purposes, but Mark Ingram was diagnosed with a mid-high ankle sprain uh, as the Ravens headed into their Week 7 bye. We don't know yet how he's recovering as they come out of it against the Steelers. If Ingram misses this game, Dobbins and Edwards could see more work, albeit it's going to be in a very, very tough matchup against that Steelers defense. However, uh, if they're, you know, splitting up the 30 carries between the two of them instead of three people, that might make them a little more intriguing and useful for fantasy in a pinch. Moving on to wide receivers, here's how my top recommendations go for week eight. Travis Fulgham for the Eagles uh, comes in as the top option at 31% rostered. Sterling Shepard for the Giants, 28% rostered. Rashard Higgins for the Browns, 0% rostered. Cole Beasley for the Bills, 40% rostered. And Brandon Ayuk, 48% rostered for the 49ers. Even with Deshaun Jackson coming back for part of the game on Thursday night, Fulgham still led the Eagles in targets with 11, catching 5 for 73 yards. He's now seen a whopping 34 targets over the last three weeks, or, you know, one game for Devontae Adams. But with Jackson likely heading back to injured reserve with a high ankle sprain, Fulgham is going to remain the top guy in this passing attack. The Eagles are getting Jalen Rager back, but I think Fulgham has earned a rapport and he's been a proven producer now on on his crazy amount of targets. So he's definitely the top ad and he's a solid start right away. 
As for Sterling Shepard, this was his first time coming back since week two, and he immediately was second on the team in targets with eight, trailing Evan Ingram by just one target in that game. Shepard caught six of his eight balls for 59 yards and a touchdown against the Eagles. It was a really encouraging performance, but Shepard and the Giants have to face the Buccaneers' defense on Monday Night Football next week. Not as great of a matchup, but Sterling Shepard still be added. Uh, I think he and Fulgham are both worth $15-plus off the waiver wire. Moving to Rashard Higgins, he matched his target total for the season in one game on Sunday, uh, with Odell Beckham's injury putting Higgins into a massively featured role. Uh, with Beckham out for the year, Higgins is going to probably fall into a ton of targets the rest of the way, and he caught all six of his looks against the Bengals for 110 yards. He is a solid route runner. He can produce, especially in that uh, Kevin Stefanski offense that is pretty good at getting guys into space. So, especially with the Browns playing the Raiders in Week 8, I like Rashard Higgins as a low-end wide receiver, too. I think he's worth 10 to $15 as well. Colt Beasley for the Bills has quietly been putting together a really nice fantasy season, uh, especially with some injuries popping up here and there in that Bills pass-catching core. Uh, Beasley caught 11 of his 12 targets for 112 yards on Sunday against the Jets. He's now seen six-plus targets in every game but one this season, and has become a really reliable safety blanket for Josh Allen. Beasley's value is really the best in PPR formats, though, as he's only found the end zone twice this year. But his consistent involvement in the offense is really encouraging, and if John Brown is going to be out again, Beasley has uh, a little more upside. Rounding out the wide receiver recommendations for the pod this week is Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Ayuk posted his first career 100-yard game on Sunday in the 49ers' win over the Patriots. Uh, he's really kind of been coming into his own since uh, getting into that team. They've given him some, some handoffs where he scored touchdowns. He's getting targeted downfield, which is great. This passing attack looks to be finding its footing with Jimmy Garoppolo getting healthier and Brandon Ayuk being back. The 49ers might have to uh, get, as I mentioned with Jimmy Garoppolo, get into a shootout with the Seahawks, which could really favor Ayuk. Uh, I think he's a sneaky pickup and play, probably 10 to $12 off the waiver wire. All right, since tight end is such a mess, I'm going to do it a little bit different this week. I'm only going to give you two recommendations, uh, and they're not necessarily my top two. One is Dallas Goddard for the Eagles at 47% rostered, and the other is Albert Okwagbunam, uh, Albert O for the Broncos. I have to learn how to pronounce his name yet. He's 0% rostered. So Dallas Goddard is one of the top guys to target this week because his ownership is dipped below 50%. And with Zach Ertz still going to be out for a few weeks on injured reserve, once Goddard himself comes back from injured reserve, he could fall right into the Eagles' tight end one role. Uh, we saw last week um, Richard Rodgers, the former Packer, put together a nice outing on Thursday night as that Eagles' tight end one. So Goddard is on track to potentially return in Week 10, so he's one of the top options as somebody to pick up and stash because he gives you like top five tight end upside the rest of the way if he uh, can come back healthy in Week 10 as reported. And as for Albert O., He's quietly seen 13 targets over the last two weeks, uh, catching nine of those targets for 105 yards. Noah Fant still is not 100%. That was pretty evident against the Chiefs on Sunday. Fant just didn't look to have the same burst and stuff. He was able to get out there and, and make some plays, but he's not back to the, the original Noah Fant that was starting to light things up to start the year. And with, uh, you know, Cortland Sutton being out and KJ Hamler having some injury issues, Albert O has kind of snuck in as a reliable part of this passing offense. I would say he's a low-end streamer next week against the Chargers. So if you're in a deeper league or tight end has been decimated, give Albert O a look and uh, see what he can do for you. All right, that is the end of this week's recommendations. I'm going to run you through them again one more time by position. At quarterback, we have Teddy Bridgewater, Baker Mayfield, and Jimmy Garoppolo. At running back, the top options were Chase Edmonds, Giovanni Bernard, Carlos Hyde, Joshua Kelly, and then J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. At wide receiver, Travis Fulham for the Eagles led the way, followed by Sterling Shepard, Rashard Higgins, Cole Beasley, 
and Brandon Ayuk. And at tight end, we got Dallas Goddard as a stash and Albert O of the Broncos as a sneaky streaming play. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for the Week 8 Waiver Wire episode. Please, please rate and review this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, wherever you are getting your podcast. Those really help us out. You can leave us some comments. You can talk to me about your favorite Halloween movies. You know, maybe uh, rant a little bit about whether November's too early to start listening to Christmas music. Spoiler alert, it's not. Anyway, we really appreciate those, and they help the show. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Alex Gelhart, and I will be doing the Discord chat, uh, the Discord AMA for 444 subscribers every Tuesday. So with that in mind, get a subscription, come join the Discord chat. Good luck in week eight, and I'll talk to you next week. (laughs) 